Welcome to the Conquer Food Podcast with Craig and Paula Williams, where we share tips, tricks and strategies from the coalface of the weight loss industry in the UK. We're going to help you to think, eat and move better. Ultimately, we're going to help you finally gain control and conquer food. Hey, Conquer Foodies, uh, welcome to this latest podcast episode um, with me, Craig Williams, again, another little solo cast. Today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how your self-image can affect your weight loss and fitness results, okay? Now, it's probably something that we tend to, we don't we don't put much attention or we don't think about it much and uh, and just how we see ourselves will affect our, our kind of weight loss. We think that we're much more powerful than that, that we are free of any kind of mental restraints and we can pretty much dictate whatever results we want. And in this episode, um, I'm going to explain to you why, why that isn't the case. Okay. So basically what I want to do is explain to you how or why we often default back to the same starting point, the same old habits, the same thought patterns that we had before we started to lose weight or get fit. Okay. So, um, it's something that I've kind of hinted at in the past. Um, but something that I want to really get much deeper into today. Uh, it was prompted by Claire Bowers on the Facebook group. So I've asked a question, you know, and she basically asked, how does, how does body dysmorphia affect your results and, and all that kind of stuff. Now I wanted to chunk up a little bit from body dysmorphia because I know, you know, there's only, a select number, too many, as, as I'm sure we'd all agree, that would suffer from body dysmorphia. However, all of us are affected by our self-image. And I think body dysmorphia is just something a lot deeper than this self-image problem. So so that's why I'm kind of, I'm hitting it at this level. Uh, and to get us going, I, I want to give you a little bit of a puzzle, okay, for you to think about, but also to prove a point. Now, the puzzle is, I want you to imagine that there's a father and son driving down the road and they have a horrific car accident. And unfortunately, the, the father is killed outright. Um, and the, the son is is severely battered and severely injured and he needs lots of medical attention. So they, 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 they get him out of the car, out of the wreckage, into the ambulance, drive to the hospital. And, and in the surgery room, the surgeon comes out and takes one look at this boy and says, I'm sorry, I cannot operate on this boy. He's my son. So straight away, you kind of think, well, how is that? Because the, the father died, you know, is it a step, step parent, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the answer is that the surgeon is his mum. But we have, or the, a lot of us have this preconceived idea that the surgeon must be a man, you know, and then we know in, in like the, the, the era of sort of gender equality and all that kind of stuff that this is perhaps changing. But fundamentally, we we struggle to come up with the answer, or some of us do, I'm pretty sure some of them knocked it out of the park or perhaps heard it before, um, you know, but we, we have this preconceived idea of, of what a surgeon is and all that kind of stuff. And, and you can sort of see the power of that there. You can, you can understand the power of it. You know, we, we struggle to find an answer because of this, this, this programming that we have in our mind. And, and we have that based on a lot of, a lot of things. Okay. We have programming for all sorts of different stuff that we pick up in all sorts of different ways. And that, you know, we inherit from our parents to to our own values, our beliefs, what we've experienced ourselves, um, things that we've seen, and you know, all these things will create this this mental programming, and all of those things will create what we call your self image. 
is how you see yourself, you know, and today what I'm going to talk about is like how that affects you. But I'm also going to talk about, I'm going to give you like four, a minimum of four little tips and tricks that you can use to start clawing back power over this self-image um, thing. All right. So, so that's what we're going to do today. So to, to get into it then, we, lots of people will, will have you believe that um, we, all we need to do is think positively and then that will make us have positive actions and that will give us positive results. Now, there's a bit missing from that jigsaw. And I'm sure if you've done any kind of mindset work, you've kind of like, well, this is all well and good, but, you know, I don't really feel any different or, you know, what, what's I don't really believe it or whatever. And, and the bit that's missing is the little, you know, the big chunk rather at the front, which is your identity. So you have your identity and then you have a positive mindset then positive actions and then positive results. And the identity is key. And the reason for that is, what if you're somebody who doesn't believe in meditation, manifestation, spirituality, you know, even the, the, the you know, the, the the steps you're going through to lose weight. What, what if you're someone who doesn't believe that? It doesn't matter how many times you try and tell yourself to be positive or to follow the, the steps and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to throw yourself into it. And one of the first things we do when people come to Team Bootcamp is we we want them to have faith in the program. So we explain to them that there's, you know, it, there is there is frameworks behind everything we do. There is there's a logical thought process and what we're trying to achieve. And we get people to understand it so that they have faith in it. And that way they're much more likely to follow through on it and um, and to put it into practice. So, so, so that's kind of what we're talking about now. Now, what, what most people think is that we have a thought in our head and that then goes down into our body, which dictates our behavior and the behavior creates our results. And we sort of, you know, and, and because we think that's the way it works is we kind of beat ourselves up when it doesn't work out like that. You know, how many times have you got, right, that's it. I'm not eating any more cake today. And then later on you find yourself that he, you know, up to your molars in, in, in your granny's Victoria sponge or whatever, you know, it's because there are, there are things going on. There are subconscious things going on. And what actually happens is you have a thought and the thought might be right. No cake today. And, and that has to pass through your subconscious mind. And in there is housed all your values, your beliefs, your habits, you know, your previous experiences, all that kind of stuff, which messes around with your thought. And that then dictates your behavior, which dictates, dictates your results okay and it's that getting messed around with you know when we have this thought and it gets messed around with and 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 affects our behavior completely different that we're we're looking to address today okay and 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 all that has a dramatic effect on what you're trying to achieve so put it this way so let's say you know we, we, we've gone right okay i'm gonna uh, no, no more no more sugary food okay yet you have this belief that when you're feeling down and you're feeling a little bit rotten and you're a little bit under weather, you know, a, a little bit of, um, of, of, of treaty food, cheaty food will just make you feel better. Okay. And then before you know it, like I said, despite the fact that you're actively trying to lose weight and eat clean, you find yourself eating, eating crap again, you know? Um, it's a lot like or the, the metaphor I like to use is that of a, of an autopilot and a plane where, we kind of we kind of take off and the pilot gets us off the ground, but then you can switch on the autopilot and we can go, we can have a set of destination of whatever we want. And and that plane might get knocked off track a little bit, um, but it will always bring itself back onto the original course towards whatever destination we set. Let's say it's Miami or whatever, you know, we might get blown off course by 
some crappy weather or some birds might, you know, whatever, I don't know. But we will always kind of come back onto the original course and end up at Miami. And that's very much how your how your self-image works. Imagine if your whole childhood, you, you was always told that you're just a big kid, you know, and you're always going to be big. Or imagine if you was always told that, you know, you're big bones and therefore you're going to be heavier than everybody else. Or you're told that, you know, you, you only have to look at a burger when you put on a stone. Or everybody in your family, you know, you're a, like for me, you're a Williams and all Williamses are greedy. Therefore, you know, you're going to be greedy as well. Imagine picking up all these little bits of programming and beliefs that we, you know, we, we just, we just take on, you know, and we, and we, we install them into our subconscious brain and it controls stuff. And for a long time, you know, I was like, well, uh, you know, I, all my family's big. We're all going to be big. We're always going to be big. And, and it, it's not true. You know, it, it really isn't true that there are some families that have got big family members and small, you know, slim family members and muscular family members. And, you know, it, a lot of it does boil down to genetics, but we accept these little beliefs um, and experiences and, and, and programming from a host of different places. So I'm sure you're kind of understanding you know, what, what I'm talking about now. And what, what we can also do is we can layer on top of that self-helplessness. Um, there, there, a guy called Martin Seligman did some study with dogs, uh, whether you think it's humane or whatever, but basically he had dogs where he would have them in a cage with a small fence separating the cage and he would have one side of the of the um, the floor of the cage electrified. So, you know, when, and he could send shock to the dog and and what would happen is that the dog would jump across the fence to get to, to safety now then what he did was the next stage he electrified both both um of the, both sides of the cage so no matter where the dog jumped it, it got electrified and eventually it just it just laid down and just got on with it you know he just didn't even try and move but then the real interesting thing is he then it's like just didn't electrocute the dog at all and and it and and it never it never tried to move like you know it developed this idea that it doesn't matter what I do I'm just going to get shocked therefore I must accept it and and a lot of people develop this self helplessness around around fitness around food and around their weight and image and they think well it's never going to change so so why you know why even try okay so um, as you can see massive massive effects on what you're doing. Um, okay, so so how do you how do you kind of tackle this? Um, well, there's a couple of things that um, that you need to do in order to tackle it. Now, as I've said before, fundamentally, there's a couple of ways that you can change. One is that you have this significant event in your life, and it just forces you because it's so emotionally charged and has such an effect on you that it just creates change there and then. Now, nine times out of ten, you cannot you cannot recreate this. You know, it's things like, oh, you've got diabetes, I'm gonna have to chop your leg off. Um, and so all of a sudden they stop eating, you know, crappy foods, or you're a smoker and you've got cancer, or you know, and, and bang, never smoke again in their life. You know, and, and not only can you not recreate these things, you you shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? You shouldn't create these these events. Um, and the other way is by doing lots of repetition and repetition, just to, you know, completely keep repeating, keep repeating, because fundamentally what we need to do is change our thought habits. And as we're repeating stuff, we need to be looking for evidence to prove that we can do these things. So for example, you know, uh, to put it into, to give you a little story, when I had to have a, a medical once, and I've always been sort of, you know, 
like I've, like I've said before, and I've always been about 90, 95 kilos, you know, a little bit chubby for my height. And um, no matter how much fitness I was doing in the Marines and when I was on the boxing squad and all this, it just, it just always, always there. And I just thought, you know, that's the way I'm always going to be. And, and there's nothing going to change that. And, um, and then there was, there was one time where I was completely unable to kind of, you know, my food was controlled. Um, my, my, my exercise was pretty much controlled. Everything was kind of controlled and, 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 and I had no, con- I had no input into it at all. It's just, the, it's just the way it was because the situation that I was in. And, and after a few months, I had to have a medical and uh, I had this medical, got on the scales and I was 80 kilos and I was like, oh, I think there's something wrong with your scales. And the doctor was like, no, no, scales are fine. I was like, no, I can't be because, you know, I'm, I'm usually 90, 95 kilos, but this is saying 80. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you, you, you're 80 kilos. And I was like, well, no, I can't be because I've always been. And then it suddenly dawned on me that I had lost weight, you know, and and it really kind of shocked my world a little bit because I was like, no, nah, I always thought I was destined just to be 90, 90 kilos plus and, and, and always to be gradually getting bigger. And I, I never thought for a minute that I could actually change, you know, and, and, and be successful in it. Um, but it was only when I was like, I got out of my own way through the situation, the environment that I, that I bloody, that I managed to change. I stopped sabotaging myself and, you know, affecting the results and, and, uh, and derailing myself and all that kind of stuff. And, but now the interesting thing is now I, now I know that now I've seen that. I know it can happen again. And very rarely do I get anywhere near the 90 kilo, um, you know, weight kind of threshold. I just won't let myself because I know I, I don't need to, you know, I'm not, I'm not destined to be up there. I can, I can be lower and yeah, my weight fluctuates, but it never fluctuates beyond a buffer, uh, like a, like a bracket, you know? Um, so, and, and, and everybody, everybody can be like that. And it just takes, you know, lots of repetition of what you're doing, whether it's, you know, you're doing some affirmations to try and re-educate your brain that um, that perhaps you can run. You know, that's a classic where people come to boot camp. It's like, oh, I can't run. You know, I, I don't run. I can't exercise. I can't do burpees. And, you know, you do like lots of repetitions and you, know, you kind of can and all that. And you keep keep going and keep going and keep going. At some point, it's going to change. And the key is you got to look for the evidence to support it, you know, and 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 it will be there. It's just that if, you know, until you start actively trying to find it and look for it and, and, and really recognize it, you're going to miss it. You, you really are going to miss it. I know Paula, he wants to do some work on the reticular activating system and, and all that in the brain. And I'm sure that people listening to this have heard of that before, but basically it's this, it's this Google search bar system that's in your brain and, and it will find what you input into it. So if you typed into, into Google, you know, pink elephant carrying a daisy, for example, then it will go and find everything it can to the, in support of that pink elephant with a daisy. And, and your brain is very, very similar. If you type into it, yellow mini, you know, at the start of the day, at some point during that day, when you're out and about, you, you'll spot a yellow mini. Now that yellow mini was always there. It's just, it wasn't in your awareness. And, and, and we need to program our, our RAS, our reticular activating system to look for the evidence to support the fact that perhaps you can run, that you can lose weight that you are a person and, and other people have lost weight in the past and, and you can do it too. Only when we start to look for it and become aware of it, can we find this evidence. Another thing that you can do, and this is something that I use quite a lot when I'm, when I'm running and, and I'm questioning whether I'm, I'm able to, to do the big runs and stuff like that is, is to use the words, but, and yet, 
Because quite often what we will do is we will make what we call a closed statement. So a closed statement with things like, I can't lose weight, right? And our brain then will stop looking for all the ways that it can lose weight. You know, it just it uses it as like a, all right, that's, I, I don't have to do any more with that statement because it's closed. There's, there's nothing more to it. But you can change that by adding the word but or yet to the end and it completely changes the way that the brain handles it. So for example, if you say, I can't lose weight, but I'm learning how, or I can't lose weight, but I've not tried everything, so I'm going to do it. You know, or you say, I can't lose weight, but... Uh, I can't lose weight yet, but next week I will, I'll know exactly what I need to do. You know, it, it creates this open, this open loop in your thought process. And then the brain then starts to look for the evidence that, that we've said, or, or perhaps a new route, you know, and it's that classic thing is, you know, if you say I can't, well, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a close statement. But if you say, you know, I could, then that could can become, well, I would. And if you would, then maybe you should, you know, and we can start to make progress because we've completely changed what our monologue, even our, our internal dialogue is saying to ourselves. Um, and, and we're looking for these these routes out, these these ways of things being different. And, and the final step that I've kind of got hand in hand with that is that one of the best ways to learn this and to practice this is to listen for these close statements in other people and to challenge other people on it. So when they say, you know, I can't, We'll say, well, you know, can't. And they'll go, well, 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 I mean, I could, but, you know, I'm not prepared to or blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and by practicing it like that, you will pick up on that language in yourself and that, you know, our language is always a gateway into our beliefs and, and our values and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'd be really interested to find, to, to hear what your beliefs are and, and do you have any of these conflicts in your self-image that are, uh, you know, that, that preventing you from kind of losing weight or getting fit or doing something that you really want to do. You know, it doesn't have to be health and fitness related, but like some people, you know, they, they won't read a book because they believe they're not very good at reading, you know, or they won't, they won't write. You know, they want to write a book or something like that, but they think, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm not very good at it. So I'm not going to bother with it. And, you know, and they never actually get started. And, um, and, and that's a shame uh, because all of us have got some immense results just waiting for us. To, to give up these beliefs and values and, and ideas and experiences and, and these ideas of our, our self-image. Um, and, you know, all of us have got amazing things ahead of us once we once we kind of let these things go because really, are they, are they serving us? You know, are, are, they, are they helping us? I'm sure, I'm sure, like, like some are, but if they're holding you back from kind of being happy or achieving the things you want to achieve, then then no, then they're not serving you. And and they kind of need to go. If they can't go, they need to change. So that's it. Little recap. Uh, lots of repetition. You've got to constantly practice this. That's why they call it a practice because, you know, you, you, you don't do it once and then that's it. You've nailed it and that's it. Fine. You've got to keep going. Got to keep going. Even when you're like, you, you don't think, you know, it's not working or whatever. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Lots and lots of repetition. It's the only way that we can do it unless we have some kind of significant event. And I don't want to wish that on anybody. Make sure you're looking for the evidence that, that counters what you're telling yourself. So if you're saying, oh, I can't run. Well, you know, another thing that you can do, a little bonus tip is you can say compared to what? Right. So and if you can go, well, I can't run compared to more Farah. Well, no, of course you can't. You know what I mean? He's immense. But can you run compared to a slug? Well, fucking right, you can. 
right? And, that, and that's the start of it. And it, it sounds pretty, pretty pathetic, but you know, we need some way of breaking through these beliefs. And, and if we need to go as low as that, then we will, you know, can you run as well as a five-year-old? Well, perhaps, you know, can you run? Yeah, there's a whole host, you know, play around with it and, and see. So, you know, compared to what is a classic and, and, and again, um, use it on other people. You know, it's, it's a real great way to kind of learn all this stuff and, and implement it in yourself by listening out for those things in other people. Uh, remember the use of the word but and yet really, really powerful. We had a guy that came to boot camp once called Jonathan and um, he lost an immense amount of weight. And the only thing that he did really, apart from the training, the food and all that kind of stuff was all the times where he was struggling, he'd just sort of say to him, you know, I can't do burpees yet, you know, and, it, and, and that's what he did. I can't do squats yet. But, but at some point he learned that he could, you know, and he did. And he put it all into place and now he just will not let himself go back to being as overweight as he was. So, so that's that. Um, I hope you found that of, uh, of interest a little bit sort of off the cuff and, and relatively unplanned, but I think there's some good chunks of information in there. Um, if you have found this of value, please do me a favor and, and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Okay. It really does help let us know that we're, we're on the right track. And we're, we're kind of giving you the right information, but also it helps other people that are really, really struggling to, um, to find us as well. All right. And if they're really, really struggling and this information can help, it's our duty to, to get it in front of them. Um, or if you're listening to us on YouTube, then please consider subscribing because, you know, we do up, upload these episodes at different times and different days throughout the week. And the only way to truly Make sure you don't miss an episode is to make sure that you're subscribed and you hit the little notification bell so that you get all the notifications. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, like I said, let me know uh, what kind of beliefs and, and, and ideas you've got about your self-image. Really think about that. Um, think about what programming you've got going on in your head that is not kind of serving you. Um, and I'd, I'd like to hear kind of what you say about that. And, um, and that's it. So um, until... The next episode, uh, which is coming up in the next couple of days, uh, stay safe. Have a great, have a great day. Because as I always say, that great days just make great lives, and that's what I want for all of you. So until the next episode, take care.